calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is the podcast about scams. I'm Caitlin Brodnick. And I'm Sue Smith. And we love scams. And we love scams. Guys, we love scams. It's so good to be back chatting with all yes. of you. Chatting with you guys. Sue, how um, are you? I am good. I just got to see May. I recorded <gasps> May's podcast oh, and she's lovely. Yay. Austin and I went in. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, um, May Wilkerson, good. she does the podcast Crazy in Bed, and um, we had her in our super fun eating disorder episode. <laughs> it was it actually was a very fun episode, episode about eating disorders. <laughs> you couldn't have more fun chatting about eating disorders. It was my favorite. I know. <laughs> I know. Speaking of eating issues, How are- <laughs> let me transition. Yeah. I actually, the ulcer is gone. I was plagued by it. I'm so ulcer. happy for you. I was plagued by an ulcer because of my reckless behavior as a mother and woman who wants to pretend her body doesn't need anything but coffee and stress. And it's finally gone. And I just. I'm so proud. I did it. I feel like I want to take credit for your success as well. <laughs> we like, I feel like we did this together. We did. This is good. It's all perfect. Yeah. Good. So thank God good. that's finished. And then otherwise, wow. just living this life, you know, ulcer free. Also free. That's what we want. Guys, we have some amazing guests today um, and they are so fun and they're here to talk to us about some scammy wedding stuff, which is relevant to us and we love, we're both married. Please welcome Lisa and Rebecca from the Secret Life of Weddings podcast. Yay. So excited to be here. What's up? Thanks for coming. We are Skyping from four different locations, so it's very high tech. I like that. (laughs) Lisa and Rebecca host a podcast called The Secret Life of Weddings, and it's all about wedding stuff. And they're going to talk to us, tell us some of the biggest wedding scams that we can be on the lookout for when people are planning their wedding. I am so curious. Me too. I can't wait. We've seen a lot of stuff. 
Now, I don't yes. know the rating of your podcast, so I would say something oh. different on my podcast, but, you know. Oh, say whatever <laughs> Okay, you want. good to know. I just wanted to know where the line was drawn in the sand. No line. Okay. I'm just going to throw up on the line. So, no, we've seen it all. I would say, you know, Rebecca and mm-hmm. I have been wedding photographers for over 11 years, each of us, and we've wow. seen it all. We've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, the very ugly, the very petty, the very jealous, the very everything. And uh, we've seen theft. We've seen scams come and go. We've seen all kinds of things. So we've seen it wow. kind of from the wedding photographer perspective. Um, and we hear, you know, about it from other vendors and we hear about it from like our clients and There's a lot of stuff that people need to be careful of if they are getting married and they're going to be putting a ton of money out on this big day, right? And I'm so curious because everything when you're getting married and planning a wedding seems (laughs) overpriced and scammy anyway. So I want to get the professional I'm so not taking that personally right now as a wedding photographer. (laughs) It's worth it, but you never know. You made a good point. And the saying is like, is you can have flowers for an event. As soon as you say it's wedding flowers, they go up like thousands of dollars or something. Like as soon as you attach wedding to it. That is a misconception. Oh, tell us. It is a common misconception. Rebecca, do you want to speak to that? Uh, That rumor? (laughs) I think people forget that there's a lot of, not just pressure, but everything has to be perfect the day of. So... A lot of work and time goes into making it perfect. And people forget that um, vendors are putting in double or triple the amount of time into what they're making or doing for you, whatever service they're providing. So I think um, a lot of that gets lost through wedding articles and blogs. There's a lot of misconception around wedding planning. And, you know, I, I thought that for years, too. But then as I became a wedding photographer and would hear from florists, from other vendors and everything. Turns out there's a lot more behind the scenes, I think, that goes into the process. Oh, good to know. Um, Just on a personal note, since you guys have seen so much about weddings, are you (laughs) pro-marriage or (laughs) anti-marriage? Has it affected your opinion of marriage? I've divorced my husband. I've kicked him out of the house. Took the kids. Cool. (laughs) No, no, I'm totally pro-marriage. I'm more like if I was to do it again... I'd probably like just elope with my husband, but that's super cynical of me because I've done it. So I can't really say I wouldn't have the wedding. Right. I mean, how can I? It's a catch 22. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't really be honest about that. Yeah, that's true. What about you, Rebecca? I think I think people have to. I think it's about setting your expectations, really. I mean, you know, I I had a wedding, too. If I had to do it again, I probably wouldn't have. I probably would have had something small. But, (laughs) you know, I think everyone's different. But I also think. Um, people are very unrealistic about weddings. Also, a so. big problem we see is people don't remember sometimes that a wedding is a luxury, not a right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just want to hit you with a little truth bomb. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, like, if a photographer, you know, gets an email and, like, I want all this coverage, I want these albums, I want yada, yada, yada. And then we get an email back being like, oh, well, the dude down the street's going to do it for 500 bucks. We're like, we'll then go talk to the dude down the street. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, have fun. Um, and then don't call us when you don't get yeah. your photos. Right. There's a lot of that. So sure. talking about scams, you know, there's a lot of times when wedding photographers, you know, I mean, it's sad but true it puts a bad face on our industry right Rebecca like people will do things like they'll put websites up amateurs and they will steal 
photos from other photographers. Oh, that's crazy. Claim no. it's their own work. Book photography, and then they will, you'll see them on the news later because they'll have like crap in their book that looks nothing like the stuff they delivered because they were lying. And then they end up on this amazing website called Photo Stealers that we all love photographers. No way. Wait, can you link Whoa. us that? Which, crazy. Oh, Which, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Photo Stealers? Photo Stealers. And yes. you can go there <gasps> and they public shame any photographer that is caught doing this. It's fabulous. That's amazing. Whoa. That's crazy. Is this a common Very. thing? Yes. Very common. Wow. Constant. Do you know how often I see friends of mine posting like, oh, someone was caught doing this. Check your check this person for your photos. And then, you know, in 10 minutes, like all their socials are down. They're all pulled down. You can't find anything. Oh, it's bad. Oh, and wow. the photo stealers do screenshots. And then you can they compare between the original photographer and where the person like cropped out the photo watermark. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Um, And I don't mean to offend you. My wedding photos were $3,000 and they were worth every penny and they were wonderful. So I don't mean to offend your work as a photographer. That's not offensive at all. No. And and we're the first ones to be like, dude, everybody's got a budget. There's a photographer for everybody. Like if you're if you have a lower budget, it doesn't mean that you completely are out of luck. You're just rolling the dice a little bit more on someone who maybe doesn't have as much experience. But if you're coming to us and, you know, I'm one person. So is Rebecca. We're busy moms. We have a family. We're putting money, you know, into our mortgage and food on the table. I'm going to charge for my time appropriately because there's only one of me. Right? And your experience, so, too. That's it. And we're paying, um, you know, as a bit of a background, as a photographer, in my kit is twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars $25,000 worth of gear. And then that is insured, plus all the schooling I do yeah. continually, plus liability insurance. Like, there's just so much that goes on behind the scenes. I think people forget you're not just paying. Not to mention, um, you know, the editing is hours upon hours. The editing, is, yeah. Yeah. Also, the emails. Yeah, Holy it's not hell. one day. If I had, not one day. If I had a dime for the amount of emails I reply to <laughs> from a bride or groom before the wedding, wow. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more that comes into it. Goes and that's another that. thing, right? The florists. How many, we- how many emails mm-hmm. do you think someone's going to send about wedding flowers versus birthday flowers? Am I right? That's true. Wait, so how can people be aware of these um, photographer scams? Is there like oh, a telltale yes. way to determine it from um, somebody's website? Absolutely, actually. Um, now, this is a little okay. easier to do if you're an experienced creative person like Rebecca and I. But one really important thing is to look at consistency throughout the portfolio. So you're going to look mm. for exactly the same editing styles throughout. Now, if it's not, if it is a bit different, that can also be a sign of inexperience. So you want to keep an eye out for inexperience or, you know, worst case, someone stealing photos. Because if you're picking like the best shots from different people in all over the world, you could have like a super photojournalistic shot. And then you have a super high fashion type styled one and you have black and white and then every, then there's just one color in the middle. That's weird right? Consistency. Mm -hmm. Or like one of these big things that people do, which is so stupid, and you just want to smack them and go, what were you thinking if you were dumb enough to steal? You should steal everything. Um, They will Mm -hmm. put one of their own shitty, shitty photos right in the middle of all the good ones. So you have like these rock star (laughs) photographer photos that have won awards. And then you've got like Cindy Lou, you know, sitting there. It's clearly a shot her mom did in front of an oak tree. And then it's like the rest are gorgeous weddings again, shot in freaking Norway. So you know, be aware of these things. That's funny. 
our oh my um, God. wedding photographer was a close friend of ours and went to college with us. And we love him, Rich Prue Photography, if anybody's interested. He's based out of California. Um, and he did Michael Jordan's wedding. And so oh he's like what? highly oh, – I know, he's me. incredible. And so he's a close friend. So he gave us a deal and we like flew him out and put him up in a hotel like we – and then what was so great is that he spent the entire wedding weekend with us. So it wasn't just like, and then as Ooh. soon as, I think like as soon as his shift quote was over, like as soon as the music started, he got some like dancing pics. Then he like put his camera down and then was a guest at the wedding. And then, we, so we have all these really mm. funny pictures. You can see like where he slowly starts to like have more fun. And like, there's a lot of pictures of our friends. And like he he really got a great, I don't know if you guys do this too, but he knew us really well. So he knew like what family members to highlight, what grandparents were really important. I mean, all grandparents, but he just like, he kind of could get the um, nuances behind and capture those special moments that were really lovely. And so that was, I felt really lucky and I felt like, I'm not sure if that's always the case or if that's the case that a lot of people um, sort of expect you as photographers to just innately know every detail about their lives and what they want photographed <laughs> and you just meet them for yeah. the first time. Is that sort of very complicated? Yeah. How do you know what to photograph? Well, generally, um, well, I know if you're a professional photographer, you're asking your clients exactly who's important on that day. Mm -hmm. So we generally have a list of family photos for sure, but we also know who the immediate family is so that we know to capture those moments, right? Um, I You do hear a lot online about how photographers miss those shots and stuff. And it's generally people that are not aware that they need to know who okay. these people are. Mm. So it's really important so to, you know, to communicate with your photographer. <laughs> it's just inexperience you know, of photographers, I think. It's inexperience, yeah, because I, I, won't, I won't, I'll show up to a wedding and I have my full list and I know exactly who I need to meet and make sure I know who is there present and that I'm capturing them not just in family photos but throughout the entire day. Dude, I'm yeah, way so. lazier about it. Here's my here's my honest hack. Are you ready? Yeah. I show yeah. up and I just pay attention to who's around the most around the wedding party and yeah. stuff and like and and honestly in the family photos here's the hack you know, you instantly know, oh, that's grandma, that's grandpa, that's da-da-da. And then at the reception when you see more, because you do those first, and then at the receptions when you start to see more of them, they've also sat in the first couple pews or rows of mm -hmm. seats at the ceremony, so you instantly know those are the important players, the VIPs. So that's how we do it. I'm way less, um, and it's funny, I'm not a wedding photographer anymore, so I can be like uber extra honest. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um but Rebecca is way more like proactive, I think, than I ever was. I was just like, I'll do it on the day. And I do. And I and I show lots of love to my clients, but I'm more I'm just going to observe how they all do their thing, where they sit. And then I kind of get a sense. I'll ask questions if I have them. And then, yeah, what she said, you just pay attention. You catch the moments. And then as far as price points are concerned, you don't I don't you don't have to tell us like whatever you're comfortable talking about. But how do what is the normal price point for like an average wedding photographer? How do you, what is a scammy price point? What is like a cheap photographer? Like what should people watch out for? There is no answer to that, unfortunately, really? because uh -huh. that's like, it's not, yeah. it's not a regulated wow. industry, right? Yeah. Like there's no one to say this is where it starts and this is where it ends. Yeah. It's like a car. So, like if you're buying a car. Yeah. Or if you're, it's like food. There's nothing to say yeah. that you can't go and have an 
excellent Big Mac at McDonald's. It could be exactly (laughs) what you freaking need that day. But you can also go to a steakhouse. It's Mm -hmm. both food. They're both fine. There are different different levels of quality, different, uh, you know, maybe experience of the cook is different. Quality of the food is Mm -hmm. different. But they both get the job done. And they're not necessarily a scam, either one of them. So I would say, honestly, there's no good answer because we could be like, I've heard, and Rebecca will tell you, she personally, you want the dirt? She, I'll tell I'll tell this because she might not tell you. She has been hired to fix a local photographer. Now, we're not dropping names, but not dropping names. I will tell you, this person was extremely loved in our community. She knows who I'm talking about. High end. Very high end photographer. How much money did the client drop with him? 5K. 5, okay. I mean, it's Canadian, but still. $5,000 with this photographer. That's the higher okay, end in our sense. area, right? Because I was five, in yeah, areas. four to yeah. seven. Depends, right? But yeah, that's kind yeah. of in the higher area. So you should be getting your money's worth at $5,000. He totally. screwed it up so bad. And the client was so upset, they came to Rebecca to try to salvage it for an album. Wow. Oh, no. How did he screw it up? Or like, how did he, did he get the wrong was, people? No, um, the photos were just uh, blurry and poorly exposed, and it was a bit of a shit show, really. And so we recreated half of their wedding. I had to recreate the bride like, getting ready and their photos together. Um, they just got dressed up again, <gasps> and I went to the house wow. where they got ready, and we just kind of recreated it all. Wow. Yeah, she actually had to reshoot his. But it's work. sad that they had to go and pay me to do that on top of what they already paid him. Yeah. So, that's yeah. really crappy, right? Absolutely. I've done this three times now. Really? For the same guy? <laughs> no. No. Oh. No. Three, but I'm just, three different photographers. They, they botched the weddings oh, and wow. someone, they, they still want to photos, The sad thing right? is that so. there's no fixing bad work with Photoshop. So I would like to clarify that. Okay. That's not really yeah. a thing. So you, you like, garbage in, garbage out. That's essentially <laughs> the rule. Mm. So mm-hmm. what else besides? Yeah, you can't make a blurry can't, photo right? clear. <laughs> I <laughs> like wish it's impossible. You could. Me too. Yeah. So what be else besides yeah. these um, picking the wrong photographer should people look out for to avoid scams? Wedding dresses, bridal shops are a really big thing, and people haven't heard in the news and stuff. Um, the most recent was Jolie Bridal in Toronto, who ended up closing their doors, didn't tell any of their <gasps> customers, who still oh had God. yet to pick up their dresses. And these brides and bridesmaids were freaking out because they paid for their stuff. And now the doors are locked. But the bailiffs did open the doors and everyone thought everything was going to be salvaged because they figured the dresses would be there. Their weddings were a week or two weeks away. So they should be there. And only one person out of 20 left with a dress. So did they sell those dresses or? They just didn't order them. They didn't even order them. (gasps) Oh, my God. Oh. That's yeah. so bad. They were probably taking the money, yeah. the deposits from the new yes. brides, yeah. putting them, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul or whatever, moving the money around, and then they just went bankrupt. They couldn't do it anymore. Closed their doors because they're like, cool, we're screwed. And wow. just, uh, yeah, said, said screw everybody. Venues do the same thing sometimes. Are they getting sued? Is there any like... Um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Yeah. The problem is, is that a lot of, especially venues too. So there was that um, venue in Everett, wedding in venue. In Canada? And they closed without notice. Uh, okay. Nope, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. 
and um, they closed without notice and <laughs> the owner sent text messages no. to the couples saying that he wasn't he he had to quit because of his health and close up and these couples had a wedding the next week or that weekend no. and that's it yeah so people have to scramble and look for a new venue but now they're out their deposit as well and i know he told them that he would try and get them their deposit back as soon as possible that's crazy. but who that's knows like when a that general would be. statement so. too <laughs> as soon as oh, possible exactly. could be anything yes. Yes, or that barn venue in Washington who closed up and she cited the reason for closing was because they were the owners were going through a divorce. No. And her husband didn't want to host weddings anymore. No, that's not how you run a business. A wedding business too. You can't let your shitty marriage come in the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. <sighs> Yeah. That's so awful. So that uh, the wedding venues happen way more often. I would say if anybody looks at the dress shops, wedding photographers, and venues are the three bad boys of the wedding industry that you hear about people scamming other people. A lot of um, generally, like, you'll hear people take deposits and then just just ghost. Oh, yeah. Yep. With aside from photographer, like, this is crazy to me. I can't believe that someone would do that and that you like sign a contract, yeah. you know, about terms and then they just don't fulfill that and go. Well, I don't know. It's just you insane. hope they sign a contract. Not everybody yeah, does. And this true. is a really good yeah. cautionary tale, guys, is always have paperwork. And this is one of the reasons keeping everything above board for tax reasons is necessary because we need a paper trail and to do under the table deals, which we would get asked constantly to do to avoid paying tax by clients. Okay. It is something that we couldn't ever do for obviously legal reasons, but also because to do that, you have to have no contract, no paper trail that, you know, no, anybody can trace back the money. Right. right. And uh, oh. it's dangerous for everyone involved. So that's one of the big reasons we tell people it's not a good idea, no matter what, to do cash deals, especially for very large sums of money. For like venues, dresses, photographers, like get your contracts, have your paperwork. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this is the, I can't get over the dress yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh you want to see gosh. a pissed off a woman steal a woman's wedding dress a week before the wedding? Yeah. I <laughs> won't walk again. Like it's not okay. Yeah. Is that something, have you heard this happen in other places as well with the dresses? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh my gosh, yeah. And you know what? It's usually, and I'm not trying to, you know, cast anything over smaller businesses or anything like that because a lot of them are really great. But I've heard of it happening three times just in the GTA area here. So it's not that uncommon, really, sadly. Because the business is doing well, it's just too much to maintain. Or is it also there? It is too much to maintain because you got to remember. You know, brides, especially nowadays, everyone's looking for a deal. So they're going and trying on their dresses and then they take their photos and everything. They go to another place. They look online for the same thing, try to get it cheaper. And, you know, these stores, they're just not able to stay open. And I'm not how they handle it is awful. And I it's so beyond wrong. Mm. I can't even. But at the same time, you know, it's one of those things where 
they're taking all these deposits on, trying to stay afloat, but they're not actually ordering the dresses. They're just digging themselves deeper. And that's one of the reasons they don't let people take photos in bridal salons, if anybody's wondering, right? Because they don't want people to go and order it online. I took a bunch of Or they take the labels out. (laughs) Right. I did too. Everybody did. (laughs) But some stores wouldn't let me, but then some I did. But um, is there anything that people can look out for that makes one um, dress shop seem a little bit more Mm -hmm. legit than another one? Or like, how can people avoid these types of scams? Are they just out of nowhere? I'd say reviews really are your best friend in the world. Mm -hmm. Especially with like alterations. (laughs) Well, seriously. And also just because, well, that could be, you know, stock, right? Old stock. But um, I would say reviews especially regarding alterations because alterations in store can be extraordinarily expensive and they can be incredibly Mm -hmm. crappy or incredibly wonderful so i would do a lot of research personally about the quality of the work that's done by the seamstresses in the store see if you can find some good Mm -hmm. word of mouth that's a really good indicator and if they've been around a lot of years and they have a really solid record then i would feel comfortable in investing my money with them personally yeah Check your Better Business Bureau. Like, you know, it'll show a lot on there. So it's worth checking out. I think people just need to do their homework more. I think people are too trusting, yeah. really. So the Better Business Bureau, do you think the not is a good resource or do you think those reviews are fake? They could be. So wow. I'm not saying they yeah. are. I'm not saying they're not. <laughs> not. But they are a paid service like wedding wire okay so you can't mm-hmm. really trust any of them people i know people speaking of scams i know people from the other side who people like me and rebecca who would pay we didn't but you pay tons of money to be listed on these uh services and pushed up to brides who and grooms who are searching for their people guess what i've heard so many of my friends be like i'm getting so many fake leads because they claim once you pay for it, they basically go in and pose as clients and email you. And you can just tell by the way it's written that it's not, it never pans out. It's not real, but it's just the company trying to get you to pay more later. Wait, what does that mean? Oh, so they'll send fake emails Mm -hmm. from fake brides looking for services because you've paid to advertise on the not or wedding Yes, we also get a ton. You can tell when it's fake. How can you tell? The way it's written. Yeah. It's just the way it's written. You know, you, you get it. You've do, you're in this industry long enough and you're doing it 11 years. You you're all the emails are pretty much the same that you get. Okay. <laughs> so, pretty, pretty much. So when you get one of those, you're kind of like, uh, especially yeah. when it comes from Nigeria and it's really oddly spelled. That's my favorite. because We actually get <laughs> yeah. those. And then we get the, the our scam that people want to do to photographers all the time is they email and go, Oh, I'm coming to town. And they always have the weirdest dates. It's like a weird weekday wedding and they want to send us money. Or do you take credit card payments? And it's just all scammy, scammy, scammy. So that stuff. Yeah. And it's it's always more than your contract. And then they ask you to pay their flower person or their cake person. And then that's how they scam money out of you. They'll pay you extra and then you fork. You give that extra to their flower person. But then they actually yes. never do pay you extra and you just end up giving money to their flower person. Yeah, yeah. their money order yes. or check bounces yeah. or whatever. And then you're out yep. the money. Yep. That's a huge scam for in years. the industry. Yeah. It's old hat. Wow. Yeah. The, the fun ones, the fun vendors just mess with them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. But 
But sadly, people that are new in the industry, they fall for so it. Were you saying too that places like Benat and other places to sort of pay to be listed, they will also send you fake inquiries so that you continue to list your service on them to say like, look, it works so well. Yes. Okay. Yep. I've heard yeah. that from yep. people who listed on both The Knot and Wedding Wire, oh that they God. were highly suspect of the leads that they were getting. Dang. That's <laughs> that is crazy. crazy. Mm-hmm. So nobody is in the wedding industry. Nobody is safe. Everybody is being targeted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's being scammed. <laughs> right? What yeah. about? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's so confusing. Well, I just think like sometimes I look at something when I was looking, I got a great deal on my wedding dress. We had a terrible seamstress that like didn't show up. And then the day before the wedding, we had an in from a friend who basically fixed my whole wedding dress right before the wedding. And um, it was so great. And I had like enormous boobs at the time. And when I tried it on the dress for my dad, who came to pick me up to drive me down to Maryland where our wedding was, um, the back of the class popped open because the dress was made so poorly. So we had like a friend of a friend and we put out a call. And then I found this one woman in Maryland who just put it all together. And I basically had like an enor- enormous like fishing hook clasp in the back <laughs> to like hold nice. all my boobs. Oh my it, God. it worked out really well. But um, the, while I was dress shopping, I was thinking like it, I wanted a pretty white dress and they're in the thousands for wedding dresses and you can just go to Bloomingdale's yeah. and get like a hundred or a couple hundred dollar white dress too. Like there's, there is this sort of, yeah, range. this range and this um, also like expectation to have a specific kind of dress and um, yeah, I just yeah. think that's oh, really yeah. interesting what the industry, even if the vendor is not scamming you, the industry itself is saying, well, like this is the quota for, this is like the um, the norm. Well, if you watch Say Yes to the Dress, they're spending like 25, 30 Never. grand. Yeah. And I think mine was like 1,200 yeah, or something. Yeah, I think mine was 900. But like you get the wrong Like I- it got a deal. Yeah, the wrong idea about how much you're supposed to spend. It's just See, not See, I mean, I true. get it. The dresses that they're they're selling at Kleinfeld, you know, they are done by, again, it's no different than I suppose a, a creative industry like photography. Oh, they're You've couture. got designers who are... You yeah. know, this level, it's it's no different than like Chanel and Walmart, right? Like it depends where you pick, but there's lots of middle ground between Chanel and Walmart. And you're right. Wedding dresses traditionally are made by like, you know, super expensive um, materials and things like that. Now you can spend a ton on a regular dress too, or you can adjust your expectations a little, maybe put that towards something else like photography, which is going to <laughs> capture your memories. Just saying. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. But before we go, um, one thing I wanted to make mention that you guys would really enjoy We have one episode of our show. So the Secret Life of Weddings podcast, we tell the world's craziest but true wedding stories, as you know, from our our years of wedding photography, also from our listeners. So our listeners send in, in true stories. There was a story I told Rebecca, and it's super detailed, but I'll give you the gist. And then maybe I'll send you the link and you can put it in the show notes. Sure. Cool. So this time I shot a wedding a couple of years back for a client and the videographer team I was with that day one of the guys came up to me at the reception and he goes did you uh did did you have you seen my camera and I'm like no what do you mean and then he goes it's just it's gone it's been ripped off the monopod I don't know where it is oh my god he was missing a camera body and a lens and it turned out it was stolen and they caught the guy while we were there and the bride and groom found out nothing about this but I told I basically tell the whole story and talk about how like the wedding planner handled it and the vetting venue coordinator handled it, the owner. And 
it was awesome. And like what my second shooter saw, it was really interesting. So I'll 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 give you the link because it's an interesting story, but it's a bit long to to tell you guys now. What's the most from each of you before we go? Like, what's the most nightmarish wedding <laughs> you've ever been a part of? What was the worst? I, I can't. I still have PTSD. <laughs> I can't talk about it. Oh, I have really? night terrors. Tell me. Oh, it's awful. Okay, so um, not <laughs> dibs. Not <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, then, is there like a a thing that is very common that really irks you about clients you work with? Like, I would feel like I would say just being treated without respect. And I would say Rebecca probably will echo this. I mean, treat me like I'm a person, not a vendor. I'm a human being. Feed me. Seat me. Love me. We work our butts off. We don't sit down all day. We barely stop to drink, let alone eat. So sit your photographer in the room, give them a damn meal, please give them a chair and some food and some bread and they will be your freaking like friend for life. They will love you forever. Rebecca, what do you think? I mean, that's like what hits me first is respect. Oh, for sure. Because yeah, my my worst wedding story was uh, I was shooting for another studio and I showed up to the wedding and the bride refused to speak to me. What? Yeah, because I was the hired help for the day. So she had her maid of honor, even though I was standing right there and saying hi to her. And she's like, tell no. her <gasps> to go shoot the dress. And I was right there. <laughs> like, it was unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mine yeah. is essentially summarized so. and the bride treated me like crap all day, made me uh, bend over backwards, you know, because of the weather and all that. Like I was doing everything to make her happy. Shot her, you know, in a mansion where she got dressed like she was so blessed and she was the worst nightmare I have ever encountered. And she was like, this is all your fault. You're horrible. All... She made me have a complete breakdown the next day. Aww. I wasn't OK Aww. for months. And I said to them, I'm not doing your album. I've never fired a client after a wedding, but I said, I'm not doing your album. You owe me some money for staying late. Keep it. I'm not doing your album. I'm going to give you your files and you're going to get out of my life. I wouldn't even talk. Wow. wouldn't deal with it. Wow. You have to know what you're worth See, in life. Yeah. Those are the kind of brides that are giving us ladies the wrong look, yeah. the wrong impression. Honestly, in 11 years, that's one. So I got to yeah. be clear. I, yeah. If I do 25 in a year, you know, that's one. So, I yeah. mean, this is, you're asking me about the worst. So that's nine times out of 10, that does not happen. Wow. Oh, you got a little kid I do. back there. This is Jill. Oh, my gosh. Hi. Daddy's not home yet upstairs, can you tell? (laughs) Um, Is there anything else that you're like, this is a scam we've got to bring to the people? That people need to be aware of when they're planning their weddings? No, I mean, other than what we shared, no. I think people just need to, yeah. In terms of like excess costs that people think they might need, but they don't need or anything like that. Oh, oh, that's a whole other. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Rebecca, yeah, handle because, this. I'm yeah, just going to pair yeah. for one second. <laughs> yeah. Because I th- like Lisa said in the beginning, people need to realize a wedding is a luxury. And we talk about that often on our podcast is that people need to put mm-hmm. that in perspective. You can't have everything. So don't try to have everything. We usually advise not going into debt for your wedding because right after you get what a lot of brides get, they get wedding blues Mm. after their wedding because you've spent so much time invested and putting your wedding together for a good amount of a year. Yeah. Right. And then 
just like that, it's all over. It's all over in one day. Yeah. And that day goes by super fast. So just, you know, take it easy on your <laughs> on your purse, honestly, on your wallet. That makes sense. Put that money towards a honeymoon. Yeah. yeah. Or your house. Definitely. You know? As as a as a, a yeah. upcoming realtor, I can say put it oh. towards your house. This is what I'm doing now. Oh. <laughs> but uh but yeah, seriously, I mean, like definitely spend, I would say, on the stuff you really, really love like really want. And really think about the stuff that you're not sure you really need. Um, where can people find your podcast? Uh, are you guys on social or where should people find you? Um, you can find us on our website, secretlifeofweddings.com, or we are all on all, of course, podcast services. You know, uh, you can hit us up there to subscribe to the show. We're on pretty much all the socials. I think Secret Life of weddings or secret life of wed on instagram and twitter that kind of thing and facebook oh and we have a really banging facebook uh group it has like 2700 people who are in the midst of planning and not planning or whatever just want to shoot the shit and share hilarious memes it's fans of secret life of weddings on facebook we oh that's we awesome. put a lot of our bonus content type stuff in that group so it's really fun to hang out in there with the other listeners Oh, awesome. And people can go there and ask questions about their wedding stuff, too. Exactly. It's other people who are planning actively. And then you can ask questions. You can celebrate. You can do whatever you want in there. And it's very, like, very fun, chilled out group of people. In this day and age, that's saying something. It is. On the internet. Yes. You always want a good Facebook group. Thank you guys so much. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not offended by, like, a man dancing with, like, a turkey in front of his, you know, that is the type of thing that gets shared in our group sometimes. Fair warning. If you're super sensitive, that's good content. It I is. It is. Mm-hmm. It was very. I love a turkey. Fun. Um, but it, it was like I called it Turkey Gate because it, it was like a thing in our group. Um, but as long as you're cool with a little bit of fun, come on over. Great. Thank, Thank you, you guys, guys so, much. so much. Thank yeah. you so much for having cool. us. You're so Thank sweet. Thank you. Of course. You guys I are great. It. Okay. Okay. Bye. bye. Thank you so much, Lisa and Rebecca. That was Thank you. fascinating. Um, got- and that was really helpful too. I liked. I had a lot of preconceived ideas of what were, were scams, but not the ones that they explained. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that they were getting scammed too. As well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so their podcast is called The Secret Life of Weddings, and we'll link it in the show notes. And um, check it out if you are interested in weddings, which are fun and fascinating. They're fabulous, and it's. I feel like their podcast is more informative than any TV show. Yeah. <laughs> because you watch like things like Say Yes to the Dress and it's not very realistic. Um, guys, we love you, of course, and we want to hear if you've had anything with this, like if you've had any experiences or you know anybody that got scammed. You can always um, call us on our hot tip hotline, which is 347-509-9414. Or you can email us at scamwowpodcast at gmail.com and we are... Game Wild Podcast on all the things. We have a Patreon. We have shirts on Tee Public. Um, you know, yes. what else? Get yourself a Daddy Fucks mug. Get it's yourself some Daddy Fucks we've ever swag. Made. <laughs> Get yourself some Daddy Fucks. Um, we have a live show at UCB Sunset on November 10th, and we want to see yes. you there. We need hugs. We want to see you there, and we're just obsessed with you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.